This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, brought to you by 180TAC. Get out there and have some fun. Episode 168, River Rafting with Bill Wazinski and Down River Equipment Company. Hey friends, Kurt here. You know, you probably heard on previous shows me talking about how much snow that we had recently had. It seemed like winter would not go away, just piles and piles and piles of snow. We're talking about, you know, like five feet of snow in the last four weeks. Well, the good news is spring finally got here. Winter fought hard, but spring finally won out, and today was gorgeous. So we went running, we also went mountain biking up here in the mountains, and uh, just a day in the life of the Linvilles. Also, my son Caleb got back from college this week, and soon we are going to be in Iceland on a family trip. Lots of fun planned for the summer. We're going to try to do an extended backpacking trip as well as some shorter trips. I want to make sure we get on top of a 14er or two. Lots of mountain biking, lots of trout fishing, camping, travel, I hope that you are making great plans for your summer and that you have lots of stuff on the calendar to look forward to. That's what it's all about. So, before we start today's show, I want to give a shout out to Paragus Northwoods Company. Paragus has been a retailer for our 180 stoves and our bear lines, and they have been selling our products up there on Boundary Waters in northern Minnesota and Ellie, Minnesota for a long time. And you know what? I just want to let them know how thankful we are. Their orders just keep coming in. It seems like they can't keep the things on their shelves. So if you're interested in a 180 stove, you don't have to come and get it from our website. Go to Paragus and pick one up as a way of saying thank you for what they do to help support our company, which in turn supports the Adventure Sports Podcast so that you can enjoy the show. Now, one other thing I would really like for you to do. It's been a while since I asked. So please tell all your friends about our show. I know that you have friends out there that would also enjoy the Adventure Sports Podcast with all the inspiring guests that we bring to you, all the fun stories about being out in nature and doing really fun things. So tell your friends, will you? And also go to iTunes, rate us there, give us a review. Everything helps to keep the show growing and to keep the Adventure Sports Podcast coming to you every Monday and Thursday All right, guys, hope you enjoy today's show. Hello and welcome to the Adventure Sports Podcast. Today is going to be a great show. It is springtime. The snow is finally starting to melt in the Rockies. The rivers are starting to rise, and that makes me think of whitewater and rafting trips and river trips. And so I'm really excited to have Phil Wazinski on the show today. He is the president of Downriver Equipment Company that specializes in all sorts of rafting, and he's here to talk to us about rafting. Phil, welcome to the program. Thanks, Kurt. Pleasure to be here. So, Phil, tell us a little bit more about yourself. You're a local guy right here in Colorado, but what got you into rafting? 
Yeah, so uh, I was going to school out at uh, Western State in uh, Gunnison, Colorado, and uh, needed a summer job so I could spend summers out out in uh, the Western Slope. And uh, through a friend, I en- ended up getting a uh, a guide job up on the uh, Taylor River, right outside of Gunnison, and uh, really had only been on one raft trip. Uh, before that as a really young kid and and um, you know started guiding and and really fell in love with the sport got into kayaking soon after that and um, you know have been pretty devoted to it ever since and that was some time back you told me that downriver equipment company is in its 31st year yeah, that's right. So Downriver started or was started by um, a couple of guys um, named Greg and Dennis. Uh, back in 1985, and uh, they were outfitters at the time, and they, you know, couldn't find any good rowing frames, so they started building them themselves. And one thing led to another. They started building them for friends and friends of friends, and so forth. And and uh, you know, they owned the business for about 13 years, and then uh, a couple uh, named Mike and Christine, they owned, the, they bought the business from those guys um, about the same time I started working at Downriver, uh, about uh, 17 years ago, and uh, worked for those guys off and on for 15 years, and then uh, myself and my partners, um, Jason Peter and Zach Soboda, bought the business uh, about two and a half years ago. So... I'm always fascinated when I get to visit with somebody who's managed to make a career and a business out of something that they love to do, like rafting. So did were you able to go from your guiding on the Taylor River straight into the rafting business, or is there an interlude there of another life? Well, yeah, there, there definitely was. Um, you know, like, like every person out of college, I had, I had several jobs, you know, and um, you know, I always, uh, wanted to stay in the outdoor business for the most part, but I was, uh, I was an independent rep for, uh, a few kayak, different kayak companies. And then, uh, um, kind of mixed in some guiding at the same time and, um, worked for a larger, um, sales rep firm for a while. And, uh, you know, that was about the time I, I got connected with down river, uh, you know, that 17 years ago. And, and, um, uh, yeah, one thing led to another and, and now I've, uh, you know, we're fully devoted into, um, into the business here at Down River. Right on. Well, good for you. Well, let's dive into the sport a little bit, Phil. Yeah. Um, not everybody who's listening has ever been on a raft trip or a kayak trip or anything like that. So tell us first about rafting and then we'll try kayaking after that. <laughs> right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as rafting goes, uh, the sky's the limit. You know, it gets a lot of attention from kind of the extreme side of it. You know, all the pictures that you see, that you see, um, you know, they show you know people going down through the Grand Canyon through these really big, dangerous rapids. But the reality of of rafting is um, there's everything from you know scenic floats, from real calm fishing type floats. Uh, to mellow white water to, you know, some of the more extreme stuff as well. And, um, you know, a lot of families really get into it. And, you know, the way I like to explain rafting to a lot of folks, especially folks just getting into the sport, is, you know, think of it as a way 
to bring all your car camping stuff with you into the backcountry. It's really like the backcountry RV is is kind of the, a really cool way to explain it. Mm. You know, in my experience, it's a fantastic mode of travel, too. Um, for one, the river helps to carry you along, and you can cover a lot of distance. There's a, It's a beautiful way to see nature and interact with nature. But, you know, all the animals, they come to the water, and when you're drifting through on a raft, they don't hear your footsteps crunching through the woods. They, they don't get alarmed, and sometimes they'll raise their head and look at you like, wow, what is that? But they don't even run away half the time. Has that been your experience? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's a really good way to explain it. Um you know, I can't tell you how many how many river trips I've been on when you're just floating down and you'll see, um, you know, a couple of bald eagles up on a tree on the side of the bank. And, you know, they just sit there and watch you go by because, you know, it's not every day that they're they're, uh, you know, watching people float by like uh, um, uh, like they do see cars driving by on the highway or whatever. So they just kind of hang there and watch you. I mean, same thing with just about every every. Um, uh, animal that's uh, that's near the river, they they just kind of sit and stare, like what what are you guys doing here? Um, so yeah, it is it's it's very tranquil and and uh, and you do get the opportunity to to witness some things you normally wouldn't by by traipsing through the woods or taking a bike ride through the woods or anything like that. Mm, that's great. I grew up in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, Phil, and mm. that is where the scenic Illinois River flows through. Mm-hmm. And it's a spring-fed river that comes out of Arkansas and goes through the foothills of the Ozark Mountains. And there's nothing above Class 2 on it, really. But we used to raft on that when I was just a tiny kid with my family. And some of my fondest early memories are of being in this Army surplus raft, <laughs> drifting down yeah. this river. And it's just a delight. It really is. I, I love the the focus that you've chosen for your career and your life. It's really cool. Well, thanks. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, it's interesting. So I'm, I'm actually, I grew up in, uh, Racine, Wisconsin and, um, uh, actually my very first rafting experience. And you actually just reminded me of it. Um, was me and a couple of buddies when we were in, uh, I don't know, I think we were in junior high or so, um, took a, you know, a, Kmart style raft and just floated down a river, not knowing anything. I mean, we didn't have PFDs on, um, you know, we're lucky we didn't kill ourselves. Um, but, but it was, it was a fairly amazing experience. I mean, um, now that, uh, now that I think about it, I mean, that was, that was probably what kicked it off for me really. Yeah. You know, and, and growing up as a kid, I was always trying to get back on the water. We even tried to make a a raft out of logs strapped together with some twine and <laughs> yeah, and alive. Yeah, we tried to drift the river in the wintertime that way. Of course, it sank. You know? Yeah, I bet. And so you know the end result of that story: soaked, miserable, cold, right. ten miles from <laughs> from oh. shelter and the sun yeah. setting. Right? <laughs> did you guys, did you guys make it back okay? Yeah, we did. We we <laughs> just we were young enough that we could just push through and run fast enough to try to stay warm and <laughs> we finally we finally pulled through. But you know, that's what adventure is about. You just got to get out there and try stuff sometimes, but yep. you know, try not to be silly enough that you get hurt. But uh what about kayaking? You said you enjoy kayaking too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's kind of funny. So I'm I'm uh don't even want to admit it, but I'm about to turn 46 and uh, you know, I started kayaking when I was uh, 20, no, 19. 
Um, and uh, I joke with with all of you know the kayakers that come to Downriver that are looking to get into rafting. I also joke with all my old buddies who you know I I learned how to kayak with and, and did a lot of a lot of kayak trips with and. I, I joke with all of them and, and basically say, you know, we all end up growing up and becoming rafters at some point. And, uh, and I think that's true for a lot of kayakers. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great sport. It's a very independent sport. Um, and of course, you know, related to, uh, to rafting. Um, but, uh, but, you know, rafting is a, is a much more social event, but, um, you know, getting back to your question, as far as kayaking goes, I, um, I learned how to kayak in the, uh, the Gunnison and Crested Butte area. And, uh, you know, along with that, there's a lot of, you know, pretty steep creeks and, and things like that. So we, you know, we hucked ourselves off of waterfalls and did all kinds of silly things you do when you're in your twenties and, you know, something I'd never probably touch at this point. Um, but, um, you know, we've, we've had a lot of fun getting out there and, and pushing the limits in our kayaks and, and learning how to read water and, and, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, nowadays I get my kayak about, uh, you know, handful of times a season. Um, mostly I'm getting in the raft at this point. Yeah, I totally get it. I did quite a bit of kayaking in years gone by and, and loved it. But I, I always said it like this: a kayak is is kind of like a sports car, yeah. right? Yeah. And then the the raft. Well, it like you said, it's more social. It's more like the the party van, where right. you can right. you can all be together and enjoy a great trip. You know, I think right. kayaking is is a blast. But you know what I like is when a group goes and you've got kayaks and rafts together because you have the raft that carries the gear and you have the kayaks that people can trade off in, and that makes it a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, that's all part of just about every river trip. I mean, you know, you don't see as many open canoes, but you certainly see canoers out there as well and, and rafts and kayaks. And, you know, now we're seeing a lot of, um, uh, stand up paddle boarders and, you know, the rafts are there mostly to support those guys, be able to haul the gear down. And if there's any issues, they can jump on the raft or if they're just tired, they can jump on the raft and, um, but it's uh, it's great to have all the crafts, you know, together and and um, you know, keeping the party going down the river. I guess <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so, if people have not been rafting before and they want to mm-hmm. give it a shot, they want to try out the sport. What recommendations do you have for them? Yeah, you know the uh, probably you know if you've never been rafting in your life, I would recommend going the first time with a, um, a professional outfitter. And, you know, the reason I say that is, is you're going with trained guides that have many, many hours on the water. Um, they're trained in, in all the different potential scenarios. Um, they know what to do if anything does go wrong, but more importantly, they know how to keep everybody out of trouble. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it, it can, be a, you know an amazing experience for you and your kids and anybody else that goes with you and then uh, you know if it's if it's something that you really like then you know the next step would be to um, you know invest in a boat and um, and uh, start planning your own trips and once you get to that point you know there's there's um, services out there a lot of these same outfitters 
we'll do guide training for private boaters. And that's something we highly recommend here at Downriver because uh, that's a great way to basically get, get trained almost the same way as a guide. So when you're out on the water by yourself or with your own group of friends, you're, um, you're prepared and, you know, again, know how to keep yourself out of trouble. And then from there, it's just a matter of, you know, getting out on the water, enjoying it, doing a bunch of different trips and, uh, and gaining experience along the way. Hmm. So why should people raft at all? Well, it's an amazing way to see the wilderness. Um, you know, like we were talking about before, you can hike into places, you can bike into places, you can four-wheel drive into places, but all those sports come to uh, the canyons from the top or from the rim. Um, rafting, kayaking, basically any, any of the paddle sports, you're looking at the canyon or the valley or, or wherever you are from the point of view of the river. And like we were talking about before, it's a lot quieter. You disturb uh, the wildlife a lot less. And it's, it's just a completely different view of maybe some of the same areas you've been in before. Mm, I like that. I like to have new ways to encounter nature. That's, that's a neat thought. Well, what about somebody that has been rafting for years? Consider them, you know, just fully versed in experience. Do you have any tips or tricks for them? Yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. I mean, certainly we all have our own experiences that, um, that can come together. You know, we, we get a lot of, um, very, very experienced folks that come to our, our business here and, you know, we've got a lot of really experienced folks that work here as well. And, um, you know, the big thing is we learn just as much from talking to our, over, you know, our very experienced customers as hopefully our very experienced customers learn from us. Um, you know, there's no one right way to go down a river. And there's a lot of different ways to approach it. There's a lot of different ways to rig your boat. There's a lot of different ways to uh, plan a trip. A lot of different ways to run a rapid, and um, you know it's just great to have the interaction with uh, with really experienced other really experienced river people, and and um, you know make the most of it for everybody's uh, knowledge, future knowledge. Oh yeah, you know the sense of community that builds up oh, around yeah. any adventure sport is wonderful, and it's a lot of fun. People have something in common that they can share. I think it just makes it that much easier to build relationships. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Action cameras evolved quickly and are no longer just for recording your adventures. The new SIOI Iris 4G shares experiences as they happen. The connected camera is built specifically for action sports. It's rugged, wearable, and goes places you won't take your smartphone. The best part? Broadcast from the great outdoors with a simple touch. Your friends can watch live or come back for an instant replay. No downloads, no editing, now that's progress. Visit SIOEYE.com and share your next adventure live. Bentgate Mountaineering, located in Golden, Colorado, has been outfitting backcountry travelers for the last 20 years. Spring has sprung, but there's still a lot of great skiing in the backcountry, and it's prime time to check out the latest in alpine touring, telemark, NTN, and split boarding gear. Bentgate carries the premier brands, including 
Black Crows, DPS, Dinafet, G3, Icelandic, K2, Rocky Mountain Underground, Rosignol, Solomon, Voli, Never Summer, and Jones. With more people in the backcountry than ever, it's crucial to be prepared. Bentgate has the latest in avalanche safety gear from beacons to airbags. Come in and they will set you up with the proper gear and point you in the right direction to educate yourself on snow safety. If you don't own the gear, Bentgate offers a full range of rental and demo equipment, including the latest skis, boots, split boards, beacons, shovels, and probes. Bentgate also hosts free demo ski days at local resorts to give you a hands-on opportunity to ride the latest gear. Be sure to check bentgate.com for their full product selection as well as updates on all of their events. Well, hey, I don't want you to give us your secret hideaway favorite spot, but tell us a great place to go on a raft trip. <laughs> I'll tell you, all, a, a lot of my favorite spots are actually pretty well known. Um, you know, I got to say, as far as a full expedition style trip, um, hands down, you know, my favorite is uh, the Grand Canyon. Mm. Um, you know, I've, I've only been down it twice, but the two times I've been down it were amazing trips. Um, it's, it's a big trip though. You know, you're, you're talking about, you know, a minimum of, of, um, 16 days, uh, a max, I think in the winter time you can, you can stretch it out to, to 30 days. Don't quote me on that. I'd have to look back at the regs, but, um, uh, so it's 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 a pretty amazing trip, and the the logistics and the the planning of it is all part of the adventure. Um, but the Grand Canyon itself is just this amazing place. I mean, if you've ever been there and you've looked um, looked down into the canyon from um, you know the Ranger Station on the South Rim, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but back to what we were talking about earlier. Now you picture yourself down there. Walk, you know, floating down the river and looking up at the canyon, um, it just—it's really very different viewpoint. Um, so that's you know, as far as like a big expedition trip, that's that's certainly my favorite, hands down. Um, you know, a little more reasonable trip. You know, not everybody can take you know three weeks off to go run a river um, without quitting their job. But uh, you know, another a lot more reasonable one to try to fit in is is Cataract Canyon which that's also on the Colorado River just upstream. And it flows, you know, down from basically Moab, Utah, into Lake Powell. And you've got, um, you know, a fair bit of flat water. It's going right through Canyonlands uh, National Park. And uh, you've actually got some pretty, pretty uh, sustained rapids as well, depending on the time of the year and the flows. But that that trip you can do as short as four days. Most people doing it doing it in, a, in about six days to seven days. Um, and then you know, as far as like just your basic day trips, uh, you know, the Arkansas is hands down my favorite. It's a lot of favorite. I mean, a lot of people's favorite because uh, it's so easy to get to. It's 
you know, the most commercially run river in the country and I think in the world as well. Wow. And there's a reason for that. It's, it's a great spot. Uh, just became a national or Browns Canyon section of it just became a national monument. And, uh, you know, there's a reason for that. It's a, it's a beauty right in the middle of, uh, of Colorado. Sure. Um, so those are a couple of, couple of good suggestions. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. I've been down Browns Canyon a couple of times anyway, and it's a very enjoyable place. Beautiful. Like like we've been saying, I just love being on the water, being able to be in the river looking at the shore instead of the other way around. Right. Well, what about a time that things didn't go right? <laughs> that never happens. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Those make the best stories, though. Yeah, what about times? Okay, yeah, probably my, my worst uh, goof up uh, had nothing to do with running the river. It really had to do with, um, you know, trying a brand new menu on a Grand Canyon trip. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, talk about a rookie mistake. It was, um, you know, uh, actually, it was the second time I was down the Grand Canyon, and it was my day to, uh, and by the way, I'm the trip leader on this trip, so it's extra, extra embarrassing. But, you know, I decided, oh, yeah, it's a good plan. I'll try this new, uh, this new recipe out. And, uh, you know, of course, totally blew it. Didn't have enough food for everybody, but uh, but luckily I had plenty of dessert food. So we had we ended up having lots of dessert, and everybody was happy. But uh, but yeah, that was that was fairly embarrassing for me. So, yeah. <laughs> and food matters, man. Oh man, when you're on a 16 day trip, you don't want to mess around. So answer me this: <laughs> anytime I'm on the water, I start starving. I get so hungry. Do you know what that's about? <laughs> yeah, good question. I, I don't that. Yeah, good question. I don't know. I think it part of it is just you know being outside. I think uh, I don't know if we we were burning more calories just being out there or what the story is. But uh, I think it's I think it's just being outside, plain and simple. It could be. It might be that I'm always in the water if I'm rafting or anything, which means I'm also trying to stay warm all the time. So I probably well, yeah, away. that'll do it. <laughs> Well, what is your dream adventure? If you could go anywhere on the planet, all expenses paid, and you had all the time in the world, where would you go to go rafting? Yeah, so that's there's there's a handful of places for sure. I mean, definitely somewhere exotic. You know, uh, the two places that come to my mind would be um, you know exploring China, um, you know, seeing. Um, some of those rivers and, um, you know, experiencing that culture, um, as well as, you know, the wilderness, um, in that part of the world I've, I've never been and, uh, you know, going somewhere that's got a very different culture to deal with would be, would be very, very, very enticing. Um, you know, another, another one I've always kind of dreamed about is, um, you know, rafting in, in Russia. Um, you know, I've seen videos of these crazy Russian rafters putting together, um, you know, these homemade rafts out of what they have available, you know, logs and tires and things like that. And, and, you know, I'm talking several years ago, of course, but, but, uh, these guys are, there's definitely some crazy Russian rafters out there and I'd, I'd love to get out there and meet those guys and see some of the, the rivers those guys are running. Um, but that, uh, that would, that would probably be right up there you know i 
Another another spot that comes to mind is is Nepal. Um, I have been lucky enough to uh, to trek in the Annapurna region, and uh, you know did not do any uh, kayaking or rafting when I was there. And ever since I've I've come back, I've just been dreaming about getting back over there and and um, you know getting on some of the rivers there in Nepal too. Mm. So, what class of water would you be on in in Nepal? Well, I think it varies a fair amount too. I mean, I think there's um, a fair bit of class three, and um, you know, I'm sure there's class four, and of course the the extreme class five and six as well. I mean, there's as we all know, there's some very steep um, uh, mountains, and and uh, anytime you have gradient, you you up the ante as far as the rapids go. Um, but I think I think there's a fair bit. I've talked to a few different outfitters that uh, that work over there on occasion, and it sounds like there's a pretty good variety. You know, for the sake of our listeners who are not familiar with whitewater mm. class system, yeah. will you explain that for us? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's a class system of one to six, and class one is basically flat water so there's no there's no waves it's moving there's a little bit of current but it's it's not moving very very quick and and uh and it's pretty mellow stuff um it's something that you could uh you know fairly easily swim from one side to the other side of the river with uh without too much trouble uh class two now you're getting into some rolling waves and that sort of sort of thing, but there's there's typically nothing that you need to um, maneuver the boat around that's of any consequence. Uh, class three, you know, now you're talking about having to uh, potentially look at a rapid, pick your line. Uh, there could certainly be some holes, um, and by holes, what I mean is some some type of recirculating hydraulic. Um, and so it definitely ups the ante from uh, from class two a bit, um, and that's that's probably the the most fun um, you know rapids to run where where you're not you know all that concerned about uh, you know your your well being so to speak, um, and then uh, class four now you're getting into a rapid where where there is some consequence. Um, you know, there's there's um, a potential for you know to flip a raft or to uh, you know swim out of a kayak. Uh, it's usually a rapid where you need to plan your line very well, and uh, you know need to be ready um, and adjust. Usually, there's a couple of different moves you need to make in the rapid. Um, now, when you get into class five, now you're now you're definitely up in the ante a fair bit. I mean, this is this is very challenging whitewater. Um, typically a class five rapid requires at least a scout from shore at a bare minimum. And, uh, you know, potentially somebody needs to make a decision whether or not they want to run it. They could decide to portage something like that. Um, but definitely very, very challenging whitewater. Uh, when you get into class six, you know, now we're talking about like waterfalls and, uh, Really, stuff. You know, one of the old definitions I remember about Class Six was that it's it's technically unrunnable. Um, you know, the boundaries have been pushed a fair bit over the last you know ten to fifteen years, and you know, stuff fifteen years ago that was considered Class Six 
has been run. So, um, you know, I would say it's, it's, uh, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's unrunnable, but it's definitely, you know, something that's, that's incredibly serious. Mm. Um, so that's, the, that's kind of the spectrum. You know, I heard someone say, tell me if this sounds right to you, but class three might swamp an open canoe that class four, if you come out of a boat, self-rescue might be difficult, although you'll probably be able to class five. You may not be able to self-rescue. Correct. Yeah. And that, class that six, about, forget it. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that sounds about right to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, the reality about a class six is, is, uh, you know, there's nothing anybody can do for you and you're probably going to get, hopefully going to get flushed through in, in one piece. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, class six is, is not stuff that, um, you know, most people even see and, and certainly not the majority of, of, uh, the rivers that we have, uh, you know, that are, that we're floating down. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, I mean, the, there are books after books after books that have been written on which sections of rivers have what kinds of rapids. And so, it's not too hard to plan a trip where, you know, you, you say there's nothing going to be worse than a three and, you know, I'm going to have a lot of two in there and, and you can choose your, your challenge. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's that's actually something that, uh, <clears throat> you know, we put a lot of focus here at Down Rivers, you know, the, the guidebooks and and uh, and that sort of thing. And, and uh, yeah, as far as planning out a trip, there's uh, there's you know, it's really easy to find sections of rivers to run that are, you know, well within your capabilities. I mean, there's, there's very little surprises now, especially when you're talking about rivers on the, um, the Western, you know, Western U S I mean, just about everything's been run. That's reasonable. And, uh, and there's, you know, usually two or three guidebooks on it. So it's, it's real easy to, to plan your trip. I mean, it's almost just like, you know, pulling up an atlas or pulling up uh, Google Maps to plan a um, a road trip. You know, I know a lot of our listeners are hearing this and saying that sounds like fun. Holy cow! I got to get into that. So, how do they contact you, and what does Downriver Equipment offer for them? Yeah, so the best way to contact Downriver is uh, well, there's several ways, really. I mean, our website, of course, is always accessible. Um, the URL is uh, downriverequip.com, and uh, of course, you can you can Google us as well. Um, and there's a lot of information there. We've got a lot of videos. We've got a lot of, um, um, of course, uh, stories and and things like that on our website. Um, a lot of background information, and of course, all the products that we uh, that we manufacture and and sell as well. Um, you know, phone calls work as well. We get a lot of phone calls, and you know, frankly, we're um, we're social people, so we love getting on the phone with uh, with our customers and and talking about plans for different raft trips and you know, the gear that you might need and the advice you might be looking for, chances are somebody here has probably run that section of river so we can give you some good advice uh, that may or may not be in guidebooks. Um, so there's that. And, um, uh, you know, of course, we're on Facebook and a lot of the other social medias. And, uh, you know, Facebook, we, we're posting on there all the time all kinds of different uh, bits of information about the sport. Uh, so that's a great place to look for us as well. Phil, I came into your shop because I had a small raft that I needed a patch for. Yeah. And I think I spent an hour and a half there. 
<laughs> and the, it took me an hour and a half to find a patch. No, your guys were so helpful. I had the patch within two minutes, but man, there's so much cool gear and great things to look at. And, and you know, I struck up a conversation with some of your guys there and neat stories, neat people, great experience level. So you mentioned that one of your specialties is actually building frames for rafts, custom frames that meet exactly what people want to do with their raft. What's that about? So that's that's really the the backbone of our business. Um, you know what we what we really focus on is whether somebody's brand new to the sport or they've been doing it for ten years or they've been doing it for you know forty years. Um, you know what we what we do with with our customers is you know try to figure out you know what they need for how they want to get on the river. And, you know, if somebody's just getting into the sport and they're buying their first boat, we'll sit down with them, um, try to figure out and give them advice on the type of boat that they need. And then, of course, you got to talk about the frame that you're going to put on it and how you're going to lay that out. You know, how many people are going with you most of the time? What sort of gear are you bringing with you? And uh, try to lay the boat out in a custom way so it's designed and, and set up so you can get out on the river and not have to think about your gear. You can just get out there and use the gear, and it works the way you want, and experience you know the river the best way that you can. I mean, that's that's really the backbone of what we do, and um, the custom fabrication is a big big part of that. Um, because once we figure out how your your rig or your rafting package is going to be laid out, then we then we build it. You know, we build the frame, we build the dry boxes, we get all the gear put together, the oars, all the PFDs, all the rigging gear, all that stuff, so that uh, when you pick it up, you can either load it on your trailer, put it in the back of your truck, uh, fold it up, put on put it on top of your rack, and, and send you out to the river, and, and you'll have a great time from right from the get-go. You know, I've been on trips where a raft was pretty sparse. You know, you're just fighting to, to keep from sliding off of a tube. <laughs> And what you're describing, I think, makes it pretty nice. You get really organized and comfortable. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, we've we've uh, we've made all kinds of uh, of different rigs over the over the many years, and um, you know, we've set up rafts where people can can literally sleep on them overnight. Um, you know, we've set them up with umbrellas so, you know, you can hang out on a nice cushy deck and have a sun umbrella over you while you're sipping your Mai Tai. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's really, it really comes down to how you plan on using the boat. House of Motorrad is Colorado's original adventure motorcycle rental company. From their top-of-the-line fleet of rental motorcycles by BMW, KTM, Triumph, and Yamaha to their expert service shop, they are your one-stop shop for all of your motorcycle needs. Servicing all makes and models from tire changes to engine rebuilds, House of Motorrad will take care of you and get you on the road. Visit www.houseofmotorrad.com to check out their selection of parts and accessories or call them at 720-466-0047. At House of Motorrad, your adventure awaits you. Hey folks, be sure to swing by 180tac.com to check out the 180 stove and the 180 flame camp stoves. These lightweight, compact, multi-fuel stoves are made in the USA and are designed to be fail-proof on your adventure. 
These stoves offer the flexibility to cook your meal using twigs and sticks found around you or various other fuels like gel fuel, alcohol, charcoal, or even use them as a windbreak and stable cooking surface for remote bottle gas stoves. The ingenious locking tab and slot design ensures your stove is very solid and stable without the use of hinges, rivets, or fasteners that can fail you in the field. Visit 180TACK.com to find your next camp stove. You know, something else I saw in your shop that, and our listeners might say, what's he talking about? I, I, it were these bags made out of heavy-duty mesh, and you had every kind of bag imaginable there of all different shapes and sizes. But this mesh that they were made out of was perfect for wet gear and for tough conditions. And I've never seen anything like that anywhere else. So tell us about that. Yeah, so that's that's another part of our uh, of our manufacturing. We actually build all the um, all the cargo and rigging gear for for the boats. So you know everything from the straps that hold the frame down on the boat to um, you know the duffel bags that you're putting your personal gear in. Um, I mean, it, the the list really goes on and on. You know, we build all that stuff right here in Colorado, just like the frames and uh, a lot of the other things that we manufacture. So, um, so our quality control is excellent. The great thing about it is, you know, if we come up with an idea or our customer comes up with an idea, we can we can take the concept and build it. And you know, we're still still a fairly uh, small company in the grand scheme of things. So. Um, you know, we can, we can take a, a product from, from concept to actually, you know, putting it into production in, in quite honestly, if we really push it in 30 days, but usually we have them done in about, about, uh, six months and we're, we're ready to rock with it. And, and, you know, I don't think a lot of other, other, uh, companies can really do that sort of thing. I think part of that is, is the, um, the home-based U S manufacturing that we, that we have. Yeah, and you know the the Adventure Sports podcast is brought to our listeners by 180 Tac, our company, which also does U.S. based manufacturing for camp stoves and outdoor gear. And I'm a big proponent of that. So good for you. I think that's yeah. Thanks. You too. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to go back to the mesh that these bags are made out of for the listeners. Um, You know, if you see a semi going by with heavy heavy equipment that's covered with a rubberized mesh. And it's it's something that has to be really really stout. That's kind of the kind of rubberized mesh that you guys are making these bags out of, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it's it's um, uh, really the primary use for um, for some of this um, this poly coated mesh is actually covers for um, uh, for dump style um, semis. And um, you know, we've just found a use for it because it's it's very durable to outside conditions. Um, it's, it's got a bunch of UV inhibitors in it. So it holds up well in the, uh, in the sun and the, and the wind and the rain and everything else. And yeah, it's, it's really bomber stuff. And that, that's, that's really our focus with all the, uh, the cargo gear that we manufacture is making equipment that, that can hold up to outfitter type abuse day after day. <laughs> You know, I don't want this to be an infomercial. I just the reason I keep going back to these bags, Phil, is because yeah. I've never seen anything like them, and I was so oh, really? impressed by them. Well, thanks. And they're really cool. So 
to the listeners out there, these these are one of a kind things. You should go on the website and, and take a look at them because if you need a tough, breathable bag for any of your adventure sports, man, they've got you covered. This is cool stuff. Well, Phil, what inspires you, man? What gets you up in the morning and and makes you go on each day? Yeah, it it varies a little bit, you know. I mean, you know, personally, I'm always thinking about my next my next rafting trip. You know, I'm always planning for that next rafting trip, and and you know, when I when I wake up in the morning and think about my next trip, it gets me excited to to get into work and and talk to our customers about uh, you know their next trip as well because. You know, we love planning trips. We love hearing about trips and, um, you know, just just getting out and, and enjoying nature and, and uh, you know, seeing it from the river. I mean, that's that's really, you know, my big inspiration for it. No question about it. Do you guys, you guys do any guiding or would you refer people to guides? No, we, we don't do any guided trips. Um, you know, we're, we're very focused on... Uh, uh, manufacturing and and uh, providing the gear, um, but we work with a lot of the rafting outfitters really across the country and uh, internationally as well. Our recommendations is if you're interested in taking a guided trip and and actually a, a fair bit of of very experienced uh, river runners will still take guided trips with uh, with outfitters if they're going to an area that they uh, that they don't know as well and uh, and it's a good way to get introduced to maybe more challenging water is you know going with a uh, with a professional guide, you know, with with the, with our business and and kind of how we provide a lot of the equipment for for the outfitters across the country, um, you know, we're we're actually a pretty good resource for knowing you know which outfitters to contact in certain areas, and I certainly would uh, encourage people to call us and ask us for suggestions. Um, we get that a fair bit, and we're always happy to um, um, you know to give us our advice on on who the the best outfitter is in a certain area. Phil, if someone wants to get into the sport, I mean, our listeners may not know a whole lot about it. So take us through an example of a, of a raft trip, all the equipment that might be needed and the logistics for a trip like that. I mean, what do people need to get set up and, and ready to go? Yeah. So it, uh, it varies, you know, a lot by the type of trip that you're doing, of course. And, um, you know, if it's, uh, just a couple hour, uh, float over, you know, through Browns Canyon over on the Arkansas. Um, you know, there's there's just a few things that you really need. Of course, you need your boat, you need your PFD, a helmet's a very good idea. You need the proper clothing um, for the weather that you have at the time and the potential weather a couple hours from when you're putting on the river, of course. Um, you know, there's a certain amount of... Um, safety equipment that you should always bring with you on the river uh you know a throw bag which um you should have a little practice with ahead of time of course and uh a good fitting proper pfd uh type three uh intended for paddling or sailing is is uh the recommended uh type of pfd and um uh then it's just a matter of making making sure that you have um the gear that you need to get down the river, whether it be a kayak raft, you know, do you have the paddle for the kayak? Do you have your skirt for the kayak? You need your oars for the, for the raft. Um, 
you know, so it's, it, you can see how it's, it's very, um, trip specific. And, uh, you know, on our website, it actually, we've got a good resource for, um, uh, checklists for different types of trips as well. Um, you know, if you're doing more of a, of an overnight style trip, um, that list also goes on and on mostly because now you've got all the stuff that you need to go down the river, but you also need to bring all the gear that you need to be able to camp on the side of the river. And, um, you know, that's, that's one of my favorite parts of, of rafting is, um, you know, it's not like backpacking. You don't have to bring the lightest weight, uh, sleeping bag, the lightest weight stove, um, you know, you can actually bring beer with you. I don't know if anybody's ever mentioned that, but, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you're, you're basically car camping out of a raft. And so you can really bring all the stuff that makes you very comfortable, uh, camping without giving anything up. I mean, you can bring, you know, ultra cushy, um, sleeping pads, you can bring cots, you can bring, you know, a massive cook stove and griddles and Dutch ovens and, and really make, you know, amazing meals because you can also bring these monster coolers to pack all your stuff in. Um, so it, um, it really allows you to be ultra comfortable while you're out in the back country in a place where a lot of people just can't get to unless they're floating down the river. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think my, my biggest advice as far as, uh, you know, uh, gear to bring and, and tricks about, you know, what sort of gear to bring on certain trips. But I, I would, I would say, you know, use our website as a resource. We've got a full resource page with lots of checklists on it, stuff that goes through just about everything you could possibly imagine to bring on the river. Mm. Man, it sounds like a lot of fun. And I'm, what I'm picking up here is that people could go to Brown's Canyon on the Arkansas and, sign up with an outfitter for a three-hour tour, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of the beginning. But you could have a lifetime of perfecting the sport, the hobby, to make it exactly what you want it to be for the conditions that you most enjoy. There's no end to this, is there? No, there really isn't. I mean, it's, it's like anything that you get passionate about. You know, if you, if you dive into it with both feet um, – you know, you can, you can really, you know, get into the details and, and, um, and really make it exactly, you know, these trips go exactly how you want them to go. So what about the seasonality of this? Yeah. And that's, that's, um, that, that's absolutely true. I mean, you know, especially here in Colorado where we're based out of, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very seasonal sport because, you know, let's face it, all this water freezes over the winter and, and we go on to, uh, to skiing and other things. But, you know, in other parts of the country, um, for instance, uh, you know, the Pacific Northwest, uh, believe it or not, our friends in, in Texas and Arkansas, um, uh, those, those guys, they can, they can boat in the middle of winter because a lot of their, um, a lot of their uh, water is really running during the what would typically be thought of as as the off season, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean for the most part um, it is a seasonal uh, sport, but hey, it opens up the opportunity to do other things during the winter. Very cool. Well, Phil, thank you, man. You've given us quite the education about rafting and, and white water sports. 
And thank you for the time that you took to be on the show and teach us all this stuff. Very cool, man. Oh, it's 100% my pleasure. And once again, if people want to go to your website, that's downriverequip.com. Is that right? That's right. Well, Downriver Equipment Company, I can vouch for them. I've been in their shop. It's a great place. And what I can tell is that these guys are the experts. They're not just trying to sell you something that you're going to take out and, and not have support. They're the ones who provide the support for the industry. And so look them up, Downriver Equipment Company. And Phil, thanks again. And to all of our listeners out there, until the next show, get out there and have some fun. 